coming up. And they wanted to bring everybody they love to a city we call home. And when he came back down here to plan that big event in his life, he lost his life in his favorite city. For Vault Studios, I'm Will Johnson. You're listening to The Daily Crime. I, I really just lay awake all the time wondering about the last hour of his life. Like, was he scared? Was he too brave? Was he trying to walk to the street for help? All of those things really weigh on your heart. The family of Thomas Rolfe has spent more than five years looking for answers and hoping police would find a suspect. The 25-year-old Tulane grad was gunned down on Mother's Day weekend 2016 during a visit to New Orleans. A single rose bouquet marks the spot near Amelia and South Claiborne where police say Thomas Rolfe lost his life. Rolfe, a Tulane University graduate from St. Louis, was in New Orleans to look for a place to get married. This is where a passerby found Thomas Rolfe lying on the ground here with uh, at least one gunshot wound to the chest. He was left here to die. At this time, we believe motive is the robbery. And at some point, the robbery turned deadly. Rolfe's wallet was missing. And by the injuries of his hands, it appears that there may have been some type of struggle. Saturday morning, my life was ruined. He's such an amazing man. Everyone who's met him just for a minute has been touched. And I just, I want to find out who did this, who ruined my life. According to NOPD, 25-year-old Thomas Rolfs was found shot to death at Amelia Street and South Claiborne Avenue early Saturday morning. Police found his cell phone, but his wallet was missing. I stand here today to ask for your help, the city of New Orleans. If you know anything, no matter how small, please call Homicide or Crime Stoppers. I lie awake every night wondering how he spent the last hour of his life. Was he scared? Did he suffer? Why did this have to happen to such an incredible human being? Not knowing these haunts me every day. If you have any information, please come forward and help myself and our families find closure and someday peace. Thank you. But in December, there was a major announcement in the case, and a suspect is now behind bars and facing murder charges. Here to talk about this case and the recent news of an arrest is Paul Murphy at WWL-TV in New Orleans. Paul, thanks for being here. Sure. This was such a huge story uh, over five years ago, five and a half years ago, when he was gunned down and found after a night of celebration with friends. Can you take us back to that night? It was Mother's Day weekend, right, in 2016? It was Mother's Day weekend, and and you're right. This this crime did really touch an emotional chord in New Orleans, because here you had a 25-year-old young man from St. Louis who had attended Tulane University previous uh, and had such an affection such a love for the city of New Orleans that he wanted to come back and get married here. Uh, So he had come back uh, to visit with some of his friends and basically plan his wedding out. And he ended up dying, uh, being killed in the city that he loved so much. And it it really touched that emotional chord where, you know, people just were shaking their heads going, you know, here's a guy who, who loves this city so much and, 
ended up losing his life here. Tom Rolfus was my best friend, my true love. He was my whole world. One month ago today, I was at this gas station when I received the phone call that brought my world crashing down around me. I then had to call his family and have the most difficult conversation of my life. How do you tell a mother that her son is never coming home? He was an incredible man who touched the lives of every single person he met in his two short 25 years on this earth. He was always there to brighten my day and make me smile. I used to look at him and think of how lucky I was to have known him and to have had him as my own. He loved the city, truly loved the city. This is the place where we met, where we fell in love. He was looking forward to coming back to plan our wedding for next fall. We had our future all planned out, the rest of our lives together. The future's never gonna happen. Crime Stoppers is asking anyone in the area who may know anything to call police if they have any information that could help. We're really hoping that anybody who has surveillance footage, um, cameras outside of your house, outside of your business, anyway, in the, anywhere in that vicinity might have caught the path of, um, you know, tr um, walking from or driving from the Amaze um, bar to this particular location. Paul, I know that as the investigation got underway and then certainly over the last five years, a lot of efforts have been made to or were made to retrace his steps that night. Can you tell us about back then in 2016 what we knew about that last night of his life? He had been at one bar and then ended up in another part of town. Is that right? Yeah, he was meeting with, with his friends and fraternity brothers from Tulane at a place in uptown New Orleans called Miss May's. And somehow during the evening, Thomas Rolfes left the bar and walked approximately two miles away and ended up at a, a convenience store uh, on the other part of town, in, in a part of town called Central City, uh, where he uh, went into this convenience store uh, at a gas station and purchased two bottles of water. And then shortly after that, about two blocks away from there, he was killed in an apparent mugging that, that led to murder. And for more than five years, this case uh, had gone cold. Um, and it wasn't until the new district attorney, Jason Williams, uh, formed uh, a cold case unit at the district attorney's office did they gain any additional traction on this case. And then they ended up putting some pieces together, uh, talking to folks in the neighborhood that, that came uh, with, with new information. They unearthed new evidence uh, to say that, there was uh, this, this gentleman, 43-year-old Ernest Weatherspoon, um, who um, ended up, uh, according to police, killing Rolfus um, after he left the store. Um, there's still a lot of unanswered questions, um, but at this point, they believe that it was Ernest Weatherspoon. So after five and a half years um, in talking to the family, uh, a date that they, they never thought would come, um, they are finally getting some measure of closure here. Of course, Mr. Weatherspoon still has to go to uh, trial. He uh, has been formally charged um, by a grand jury indictment and uh, will presumably face trial uh, sometime in, in the new year. We really need community help. That's how we did this today. That's how this arrest was effected this morning. That's how this case was built 
to present to this grand jury. This has not been easy on this family. Uh, it's not easy on any family. This shocked uh, this community. Uh, there were no answers for a very long time. Um, over the years, like too many cold cases in this city, this horrific killing has haunted this family. And as far as we know, what police suspected at the very early stages of this have turned out to be the case. This was a, a random attack and a, and a botched robbery, as far as we can tell at this point. Yeah, I believe so. I mean, he was found just two blocks from this convenience, this gas station convenience store. Um, and he was found by a passerby uh, lying on the ground. Uh, with a gunshot wound, um, and uh, it, it had all the telltale signs of, of, a, of a robbery. Um, and up until now, uh, nobody knew who. We still don't know why, but up until now, nobody knew who. Um, and we are now just learning that, that um, police suspect it was this Ernest Weatherspoon, uh, 43 years old, that, that, that did the killing. Paul, you mentioned that some of the pieces came together. A new cold case unit has been formed. Was there any other details about the investigation or evidence that pointed to Weatherspoon or anything else about his past or, or criminal record, if any? Um, he does have a, a pretty substantial prior criminal record. Um, we did not get many new details about how they know what they know now. Um, but from what the district attorney, Jason Williams, was telling us that um, it was really um, tips and conversations with people in the community that, that helped unearth this new evidence that led to Weatherspoon. That was about as far as they go. Um, I, I think that they want to hold some of the information back for trial, um, which is certainly understandable. Um, but what I, what I see is pretty significant here is, is, is the, the original police investigator, um, Sergeant Andrew Waldron, um, who was on this case from day one, um, along with uh, Barrett Morton's another NOPD officer and an assistant district attorney, Alex Calandra, uh, felt so strongly about this case um, that they weren't going to let it go. And they weren't going to let it go for this family, um, the Thomas Rolfe's family, um, which, by the way, his, his then fiance Liz Freed, and his, his mother uh, came down to New Orleans uh, several times uh, trying to dig up information on this, trying to, to get folks in the community to come forward with the information. So they worked hard to help solve this case as well, uh, and, and they should be commended for that. Um, they put aside their grief to come down here and, and try to help solve this case. And also, by the way, I should also say that Thomas Ross's fraternity brothers and friends and family uh, put together a Crime Stopper reward of about $30,000 at the time for information. Now, that uh, Crime Stopper reward has since expired, so um, we don't know if anybody's going to get that money. Um, but it was interesting, and, and, it, and I guess it showed you how emotional this was when you had so many people uh, pledging their money to a, a Crime Stopper reward to dig up information on this case. And Paul, to go back to what you spoke of in the very beginning, I mean, this was a young man who was in town from St. Louis. He had gone to Tulane and he was there in, in New Orleans because it was a city he loved. And I think that's sort of 
struck a lot of people and it got national attention at the time. I think so. I mean, a lot of people, I mean, say what you want about New Orleans and the crime problems that, that we continue to face. This is a city that, that is like no other in the United States. And, and I can say that as, as a transplant as well. I I'm, I'm, was born in Pennsylvania. I came down here to New Orleans uh, to go to Loyola University. And, and it, there's just something special about this city, uh, despite the faults that, that we have down here. And I could just, you know, easily see how someone would fall in love with this city and, and, and want to share it and share this special moment of of his life uh, with with his friends and family in the city that he loved. And, and unfortunately, um, he, he ended up losing his life here. And Paul, did you get a chance to talk to his family or his then fiance following the news of this arrest? I did talk to to his then fiance, Liz Freed, um, after the uh, indictment was announced. Um, and, and she admitted to me that she didn't think this day would ever come. She was happy it did, but she didn't think this day would ever come. It's been a roller coaster of emotions. You know, we're happy that we're finally seeing some justice. But as the DA said this morning, it will never bring him back. But I'm just happy that after all this time, we're finally getting some answers. It's been a long road to get to this point. You know, you, you, you're never going to bring Thomas Rolfes back. But you can uh, get some amount of closure if you find out uh, the who and the why. Um, and, and I think that's what they're grateful for, the family and, and the uh, then fiance Liz Free. Paul Murphy at WWL-TV in New Orleans. I appreciate your time, and thanks for talking to us about this case. Sure. You've been listening to The Daily Crime, a podcast from Vault Studios. Be sure to check out our other podcasts, including Bardstown, The Officer's Wife, our weekly show, True Crime Chronicles. For Vault Studios, I'm Will Johnson.